This show is a loose adaptation of the paper entitled I've Got Nothing to Hide and Other Misunderstandings of Privacy, written by Daniel J. Salove. A link to this and other information is available in the show notes. Hello, I'm Drake Anubis. It is Friday, it is 3.43 a.m. in San Diego, and I know you heard my last episode on privacy. I know this. But I'm going to learn you something anyway, because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Okay, that's only funny if you've heard the, uh, if you've seen the movie Friday. If you haven't, it's kind of a funny comedy. It's on Comedy Central like once every week. I recommend watching it. But we are going to be talking about privacy. And just as a heads up, I'm having a small recording issue. Or Kevin, my recording associate, might be causing the problem over there. But we seem to be dropping audio every couple of you know, minutes or seconds. Would you say seconds? I'd say seconds. So if that happens, there's not much that I can do about it. But for the most part, I'm looking at the spectrum graph thingy, and it seems to be working just fine. Kevin's in the corner mocking me. It's the spectrum graph thingy. That's what I call it. But, okay, so, privacy. Many attempts have been made to conceptualize privacy, right? To try and locate the essence, to try and denote the, what the core of the core elements of privacy actually are. So we're going to be taking a look at just like two of the ways that you can do this. We're going to check out the pluralistic conception of privacy and the social value of privacy. Let's go ahead and start with the pluralistic concept. That's probably what we're going to hit tonight. That's probably all we'll get through tonight because it's getting rather early in the morning and I have things I need to do. So, some attempts to define privacy have been too narrow. They've excluded things that we would commonly consider to be private. For example, uh, defining privacy in terms of intimacy. Actually, I have a quote here that I want to read in regards to that. Can we get some of that... Um, Have you ever seen the Discovery Channel where it's like the uh, colonial people writing those uh, notes... And you hear that kind of whistly, trumpy music in the background when they're doing the voiceover. Do we have anything like that, Kevin? Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I like this. I like your mind. I like what you're doing. I like the places you're going. I would, Kevin. I would follow you anywhere. And the quote is... The content of privacy cannot be captured if we focus exclusively on either information, access, or intimate decisions because privacy involves all three areas. I suggest that these apparently desperate areas are linked by a common denominator of intimacy. Privacy's content covers intimate information, access, and decisions. I like that. Is that good? I was going for the, the dramatic effect of, you know, philosopher Julie S. Julian S. Whatever. <clears throat> the problem with understanding privacy as intimacy is that not all private information is intimate. Social security number, political beliefs, credit card numbers, religious beliefs... All those are not exactly intimate, but in most cases we would consider them to be kind of private. Of course, you can say that intimacy could be defined quite broadly, though it merely becomes a synonym for privacy rather than an elaboration of what privacy actually means. But that's not the point. On the other hand, some attempts to conceptualize privacy have been far too uh, broad, right? There's this guy, Samuel Warren, West Warren, Samuel Warren, who said that the privacy is the right to be left alone. All right. Well, what does that exactly entail? Okay, many intrusions to, you know, your right to be left alone are not necessarily privacy invasions. For example, my dear Kevin, if I were to walk over and punch you in the face for messing around with iTunes rather than watching the levels on the mixer, I would certainly not be leaving you alone, but it would not be a privacy issue. What are you doing in iTunes? That is so exciting. Anyway, what's, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> No, dude, that's my theme song. Don't be harsh on that. <laughs> well, because I'm big pimpin', Kevin. 
I'm big pimping up here in NYC. Actually, no, it's up here in SD because we're in uh, San Diego. Because, you know, Drake headquarters are located in beautiful sunny San Diego. California. Dude, you're just on fire with the mixer tonight. Now go ahead and stop that. We have to get back to the, the privacy thing here. <laughs> okay, meanwhile, back at the point, any attempts to locate a, a common core of privacy, like a common denominator, faces a major dilemma, right? Because if you go too broad, you risk the danger of being over-inclusive or vague, and if you go too narrow, you risk being too inclusive. Or, or rather, too restrictive. If you're too narrow, you're too restrictive. Okay, so, here's a thought. Instead of conceptualizing privacy in the traditional manner, let's understand it. Blowing your mind here, as a family of resemblances, Okay. Instead of being related by a common denominator, let's call it a complicated network of like overlapping and crisscrossing similarities. So you know, sometimes overall similarities, sometimes similarities in detail. In other words, privacy is not reducible to a singular help me here, Kevin. Essence. Boom. It is not reducible to a singular essence. It is a bunch of different things that do not really share any element in common, but nevertheless bear a resemblance to each other. Okay, that's the key. Resemblance, but no elements in common. And a great deal of attention has been expended trying to elucidate a conception of privacy without looking at the problems that we're actually facing. Trying to fit our issues into a one-size-fits-all conception of privacy neglects to see the problems in their full dimensions, or even to understand them completely. And I am talking too fast, aren't I, Kevin? <laughs> see, that's what you're supposed to be doing here, buddy. It's, it's the uh, rock star here that's causing the problem. You know, the, the rock star, because... I like to par- oh, dude, I was so hoping you'd get that one. There's a song called Party Like a Rockstar. It's the slogan to the Rockstar Energy Drink, you know? Because you're doing all the nice music effects earlier. And there you go. <laughs> I do party like a rockstar, actually. That's why I don't party that much. I am. Okay, but uh, I'm going to slow down, and I will try to finish up here, finish strong with good, valid points. So, conceptions of privacy should not be there to confuse us. Think of privacy as an umbrella term for a web of related things. It cannot be purely defined. Okay, so if you can't have a pluralistic value of privacy, what about a social value of privacy? We're going to go ahead and get into that in the next little mini-series I'm working on here. The next episode is going to cover that. This one was kind of short, though, but I have some things I need to take care of. So if you have any questions or comments... Let me know, drakeanubis.gmo.com. I have a blog. I have to pimp that. It's my job, drakeanubis.com. It's where all the cool people hang out. And we're going to go ahead and let's play the closing music and... Excellent. Great. Great. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs. Yeah, you know, it was kind of short, but I liked it. I don't much care for this theme, though. I'd kind of like to change the theme song. I think more cry for a heart attack, though. I don't know. Ghostbusters theme, or, uh... The theme, the theme song to Bible Man sounds pretty good. Bible Man. No, dude, I'm serious. It's an actual... You've never showed you this? It's this guy, and he's it's like supposed to be like a Christian superhero, like to, like to you know, appeal the gospel to kids or whatever. But it's like this comic book series and like this, you know, video game series and stuff. It's so hilarious. The funniest ones are the movies, not the movies. It's just like the mini shows that are on like uh, Christian broadcasting channels. And he dresses up in this. It's just it's so fun. It's on YouTube.